Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Earlier today, you tweeted out that Palestine is receiving, quote unquote, a raw deal with regards to how Iran has treated them. You tweeted that in response to the Iranian foreign minister, Zarif. It comes following a Fox News op-ed in which you said that Israeli-Palestinian peace would be Iran's, quote unquote, worst nightmare. Why is that? Iran and other bad actors in the region use the Israeli-Palestinian conflict to light up the streets. They need to have conflict for their regimes to keep their people happy. It's very unfortunate. They uh, light up the streets in Gaza. The Hamas is being funded by Iran. They don't give a lot of money, but they give enough to keep Hamas happy. Hamas then subjugates nearly two million Palestinians. And uh, we are aware that they could be a huge spoiler, and we hope to figure out how to prevent that from happening because the Palestinian people deserve better than Iran trying to hurt them. The Palestinians, for their part, have largely boycotted the Trump administration since the Jerusalem embassy decision. Have you managed to get them back to the table at all? The Palestinian leadership has Correct. boycotted us. The Palestinian people have not. We continue to engage far and wide with everyday Palestinians who even if they disagree with our policies, are deeply interested in what we're trying to do. If you think about the Bahrain conference, for example, uh, the Bahrain workshop, over 1.2 million people downloaded Jared Kushner's uh, business plan for the Palestinian people. There is deep interest in what we're doing among ordinary Palestinians. When you talk to those Palestinian, in some case leaders, not the, the exact leadership, do any of them serve as intermediaries with Palestinian leadership? There's no official uh, contact between us and the Palestinian Authority, and certainly not with Hamas. We can't forget that Palestinian leadership is divided between two organizations. Uh, many of them say that they have contacts and go back to the Palestinian leadership, but we view them all as private citizens interested in helping the Palestinian people, not people who come with official messages. Ultimately, do you think you need them at the negotiation table in order to get a deal? I'll answer in two ways. On the Palestinian Authority side, absolutely. We are not looking for a regime change. President Abbas is the leader of the Palestinians, and we hope that he will be able to come to the table. On the Hamas side, as Hamas exists today with its vow to destroy Israel, shooting hundreds of rockets, killing Israelis, uh, causing Palestinians to go to the border to try to create trouble, that's a different story. But we do hope to have continued engagement or uh, an eventual re-engagement with the Palestinian Authority. Do you think Egypt, Saudi Arabia, do they play a role in helping to get that engagement? I think all of the region pl will play a role or needs to play a role, and each country has their own national interests to worry about. So we hope that there'll be positive engagement, but we're also not going to push any of our allies and friends like Saudi, like Egypt, like Jordan, and so on, into doing something that doesn't make sense for them. Um, three weeks ago, just about three weeks ago, three weeks ago you spoke at the United Nations. It was a speech that was widely dissected, uh, praised, criticized. Uh, one of the things that you said in the speech, quote, international consensus is too often nothing more than a mask for inaction. In the same speech you said, quote, international consensus is not 
international law. Several U.S. allies criticized that, including Germany, for example. What did you mean by those remarks? I meant exactly what I said, and you know, I've responded to the German ambassador who made, uh, who distorted, in my view, our message. There is no international consensus about this conflict. There's no international consensus about Jerusalem. Clearly, the United States stands apart when President Trump made his bold and courageous and historic decision, recognizing Jerusalem as the capital. Much of the world disagreed. We couldn't even get an international consensus to condemn Hamas as a terrorist organization. So. For people to suggest that there's an international consensus on this conflict is misleading and it's wrong. Um, and international law or the UN resolutions about the conflict are vague. They do not read, lead to a roadmap on how to resolve the conflict. We think the speech was um, groundbreaking in its message. Some people have distorted it to say that it was Jason Greenblatt. It wasn't Jason Greenblatt. This was a U.S. speech. It was cleared by all the relevant agencies. And we think an important message for the Security Council and the U.N. generally to have heard. Success is more than the final destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's discipline. It's teamwork. And it's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel's become one of the fastest growing wealth management and investment banking firms in the country. Our financial advisors go beyond traditional wealth management to provide clients with direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises and a leading middle market investment bank because success is the drive it takes to keep climbing, the passion to keep investing, the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. And, and let, me, let me press you on this, because one of the criticisms was, if, if you don't need international consensus, what message does that send potentially to foreign adversaries, whether it's China, whether it's Russia, in terms of their... Uh, in terms of other issues. If, if the U.S. isn't respecting international consensus, why should Russia? Why should China? So we're not saying that international consensus and international law doesn't exist for other issues. Mm. What we did say is on this particular issue, they don't exist. More so, this conflict will only be resolved by direct negotiations between the parties. It's not for the United States or the European Union or the United Nations to demand how this conflict could be resolved. Only the two sides who live there who worship there, who die there, who put their lives on the line. They're the ones that have to figure out what the compromises might be or could be to resolve the conflict. We can't demand it of anybody. You said that uh, in the speech, you said that uh, it is true that the PLO and the Palestinian Authority continue to assert that East Jerusalem must be a capital for the Palestinians. But let's remember, an aspiration is not a right. Do you believe that there's room for a Palestinian capital in Jerusalem? It's going to be up to the two sides. We're not going to take a position. When President Trump made his uh, historic announcement, he did say that the specific final boundaries of Jerusalem will be up to the two sides to negotiate. We stand by that, and uh, it isn't for anyone else to demand of Israel or the Palestinians what that might be. You just had that that summit meeting conference and and. Uh, do you think, to, to roll out the economic side of this in Bahrain, do you think you'll have another one uh, to roll out a, a more formal type of peace proposal? Is that in the works? So the president hasn't decided when to roll it out yet. We obviously have the second Israeli elections coming up in mm -hmm. September, following that a government formation process. And the president will have to decide soon if he wants to roll out the peace effort or the peace vision prior to the election 
or after the election? And if after the election, uh, does he wait for the government coalition to be formed? And no decision has been made yet. Let me follow up on the on the Israeli elections. Is the U.S. trying to encourage a unity government in Israel where uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu would join the center-left parties? No, we don't get involved in other governments' uh, election process. <laughs> and as long as Netanyahu pairs up with the right-wing parties, will it be hard to get a deal going? I think it's going to be hard to get a deal going on all sides. And I think when we see when people see the plan, there will be heavy criticism all around, Israelis, Palestinians, Europeans, everybody. There's no deal that we could put on the table that everybody will say, wow, how did you figure out what nobody has figured out before? We recognize that. But what we think we are putting down is something that, despite the hard compromises, makes sense for everybody. We hope that the two sides will look at it in good faith and say, you know what, despite the hard compromises, we think this makes sense. We think it's worth sitting down at the table together and seeing if we could finally get through and break through to the end of this conflict. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.